What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jay Halloween. We are back for another episode of Starve Talk. Listen, I always say classic episode. I always say great episode. I always say amazing because it is. I don't want no clowns on camera with me. <laughs> and so yeah. but this is my brother right here. You know, um, he's he's no stranger to nothing I've been doing. So if you've been watching me podcasting all these years, um, going from in the studio to here, he's been on multiple times. But um, mm -hmm. this has been an amazing year. You know, it's been an amazing year. Um, and even though it's been ups and downs, it's still amazing because to be able to be here to experience these things, we got to count it all a blessing because uh, somebody's not around to see the bad stuff. Somebody not around to hear bad stuff. You know, um, somebody wasn't didn't have the opportunity to learn from it and grow from it. So, um, but it's been an amazing year for him. Been an amazing year um, that I believe that individuals will literally get the essence of star what we talk about the stand tall and reclaim victory every day he is an epitome of that you know he's an epitome of that i've known his brother for more than 20 years and that's all i've seen that's what gravitated us together to be able to, you know you can meet some people but sometimes you meet people you shake their hand and keep it moving but this became a brother of mine because we um shared that situation and we also got the same last name but we also yeah. But we yeah. share we share that same scenario that not giving up, not quitting, yeah. you know, seeing something when other yeah. people don't see it. And um, yeah. I'm just grateful to have you here with me, bro. Thanks, thanks again for taking the time. Man, no doubt, no doubt. Glad to be here, brother. Man, we go way back. You know, uh, once again, man, our story is impeccable. You know, we're from where we come from. You come from Jersey and. Coming down to Benedict and being in South Carolina, and I'm already there, and that's my hometown. You know, we met through a mutual friend, and man, it's been on the popping ever since. Man, been about 25 years now. Yeah, exactly. Man, wow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, make us feel so, old. <laughs> yeah, man, but you know, we still out here. We, you still out here, man. But I'm grateful, man, for our friendship, our brotherhood. Uh, you helped me out great deal in my life and my journey so i'm so grateful man for you know to be here with you and to be brothers man to share and to build together and grow together so man it's an awesome thing likewise man one thing i i appreciate is that we always knew that we can count on each other you know from day one it's, it's it ain't too many no's that ever happened in this relationship so it was always like hey if i can't do it i'm gonna try to find a way to get it done for you i can call somebody I can, you know, do something to open up a door. So, um, yeah. got to cherish those type of relationships. So let's let's take it back to the beginning, not just to us, but just to you, man. Like, you know, coming from Columbia, but from the projects. I mean, you know, somebody for me, we we look at it like, oh, it's only the big tall buildings <laughs> and the projects mm -hmm. up north. But you really came from the projects of Columbia, South Carolina. So let's talk about that real fast. Yeah, man. You know, we call it, uh, you know, back home, they call it LMU University, Lattimore Manor University. That's the name of the project, Lattimore Manor. It, but we call it a university because it raised, you know, all the young black males and black people, you know, young black kids in that, in that, in that community, in that neighborhood, man. It was, you know, man, coming up, man, just, you know, seeing poverty, seeing the struggle from my mother being a single parent of six kids, uh, just seeing the struggle of some of my friends, you know, situations, uh, you know, the struggles that their parents had, 
And just being a part of that in life, you know, in my early, early young man, you know, early kidhood, I, uh, I really just wanted to be great at whatever I wanted to do, seeing all the poverty, seeing all the struggles. I wanted to, you know, change my life. I wanted my life to be changed. Uh, man, just being close to God, just praying, just, you know, as a young man, you know, being put into the church, man. And, and you know, and we all stray away from time to time, but just being put into the church, man, to, to have those morals and values that God lives in within you. He will be there for you. He will, he will change things for you. He will take you through some things and bring you back. So, you know, all that combined together, man, being being a child of God and growing up in poverty and knowing that it's a way out and it's a betterment in life, you know, it kept me going as a young child to a, you know, a young teenager to a young adult to a full grown man, you know, so it's a transition. And, you know, one thing I like about your story is, is that, you know, coming from the hood and then, you know, I got a chance to spend some time in the manor, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of situations where you could have tried to be like the other individuals. It wasn't no shortage of you finding you no know, a way to sell drugs or rob or do any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you chose to, you know what I'm saying? Again, I'm not calling you perfect, but you chose to, you know, yeah. do your own thing. So how, how, what, what was that like, you know what I mean? Being able to fight that peer pressure because the drugs is all around. Again, that yeah, was, yeah, that was education to me because yeah. I, you know, coming from I come from like, oh man, ain't, those ain't projects, but the same things was going on in y'all projects as well. Then, so when I'm looking like, wow, and for you to dodge that, you know, what I'm saying, even though it was right there for you, all you had to do is you know, just say, yeah, I want to yeah. do it, but you chose yeah. to go another route. What was that like? Yeah, man, you know, peer pressure is a mother, man. Um, you know, seeing the drugs, seeing the seeing the you know all the things you can get into actually i uh you know i i don't i'm not proud of it but me and my cousin we still cause you know <laughs> as young men i had trying to find yourself out here just you know peer pressure you want to you want to impress your friends you want to you want to do the cool hip things with me and my cousin you still cause and stuff like that man and uh we was doing it for a while man and you know and he actually used to sell drugs himself and uh, he introduced it to me, and I did it for like a day, bro. And mm-hmm. I was done. I was like, "This ain't for me." Yeah. And and you know, it's still in the cause was wrong, but God showed me something, man. He showed me I wasn't supposed to be doing that either. Because one night, my cousin, I was supposed to go steal cars from my cousin after we don't store cars for months. Uh, he, uh, I just told him I didn't want to go this time, and and he would proceed to go by himself and. And he uh, stole one of the cars and wrecked it, man. Got a bad wreck, man. And I had to be hospitalized for a minute because of that. Um, so you never know what could have happened if I would have met with him. I may not be living today or it could be anything. You know, God bless his life that he's still living, but he had to go through turmoil, you know. So uh, you never know. I could have lost my life that night. So that, tur- that, that turned me away from stealing cars anymore. Thank yeah. God for that. And uh man, seeing seeing, you know, seeing the drugs, man, knowing people who 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 can get, you know, who can get it to me, who I can, you know, you know, you know, who I can serve with, who I can be with, who I can grind that type of life with. I just I saw it, man, and I seen people that that died, that I seen people that 
that drugs took a toll of them. I seen people that went to jail for it and never regained their life back. I seen I, I've seen it so much, man. It's like I was just like, it's not for me, man. I'm glad I stayed in sports. I'm glad that I was able to be an athlete and stay in sports in middle school and high school. Because man, without that, I, I probably wouldn't have the discipline. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and shouts out to Coach Limp, a uh, legendary coach in Columbia, South Carolina. Coach George Limp, he is an icon where I'm from. He's he's uh, he he is he is the man, and uh, he's passed now. But uh, he has uh, mentored many of children in that neighborhood and kids. Uh, took us out of poverty, made us believe that we could do something, you know, by being part of sports and winning championships and being great, man. So, you know, just happy all that happened to me, bro. Yeah, shout out to Coach Glimp. I got a chance to meet him and actually participate yeah. with him, work with him on a few yeah. projects. Um, yeah. Him and Alice yeah. English, so that's uh, another Columbia yep. great. So, yeah, that, that that's shout out to him and all of them, even Alice English, that's, that's really still doing a lot yeah. in the community. Most definitely. Um, being able to yeah. raise my son and raise my kids in the Columbia area for a good while. You know, you, you talked about basketball. Um, you yeah. got a chance to play with some and play against some amazing individuals, you know, playing with yeah. the likes of Jermaine yeah. O'Neal and playing against yeah. the likes of Kobe Bryant. And yeah, like man. So yeah. What was that? Yeah. Man, you know, oh, it, it was like you got a chance to really see what NBA talent looked like. Man. You know, a lot of people talk about it, but you were like, you know what? Bro, it's so crazy with that situation. You know, playing with Jermaine, I knew he was good in high school. Uh, I knew he had the height. I knew he uh, he developed the skill set. He didn't have that skill set. He developed it uh, throughout his years in high school. And uh, Coach Limp and Coach Drill was a part of that. And uh, amongst us, amongst his peers, because we, we pushed him to get better. We knew he was going to be great, you know. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of other great players, you know, but you know, unfortunately, a lot of them didn't get a chance to go to school or go to college or pursue their dreams like Jermaine did. But what I'm telling you, man, to go to all those tournaments and play against the best players in the world, like, I thought we was the ish. Like, in Columbia, you know, Eau Claire High School, we was killing people, man. But when we went to them tournaments, man, those guys, you know, who, who was on the same level, just in another state, you really got to see some real basketball, man, some real yeah. talent. Some tough stuff, man, and um, it really opened my eyes, man. And I'm glad I was able to hang with it a little bit, man. I'm telling you, it was <laughs> it was real, man. It was real out there. But seeing Kobe, man, from my from my eye view, man, seeing him, a young 18, 17-year-old Kobe Bryant in a dunk contest at Beach Ball Classic, just out there showing out, man, just, you know, Tim Thomas, Lester Earl, you know, Tim, you know, uh man, there's so many. Shaheem Holloway, he's a coach now. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jersey. Man, Jersey. Uh, you know, Victor. Uh, man, it was so many great times. I can go on and on. You know, Lester Earl. I can, I can go on. I can go on and on. Man, it was so many. Vince Carter was there one year. Uh, man, it was just amazing to see all of that, man. And it made me take my game up, my level up, my level of play. You know, uh, didn't get a chance to uh, go to the NBA or anything like that, but I, I had a chance to play for Demar Tech. I had a chance to play out there in Wayne State University in Nebraska. So I was just, uh, you know, it was it was an awesome time, man, playing with, you know, a uh, uh, NBA 18, 18 NBA year vet, you know, in Jermaine. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, he's very successful, uh, done great with his money, done great with, you know, his community. 
done great with, you know, his community out there in Dallas where he live at. He did a lot for Oak Hill High School. A lot of people don't know that. And they won't talk about that, you know, but even though he had a lot of hardship in Columbia, you know, but he supported Oakland High School. We're going to get to that, you know, for you. And we set in the stage and I wanted you to get to that because, you know, in that time afterwards, at what point, you know, you playing ball because you seeing this and, you know, me being an ex-ball player, like that's all you're thinking about. And I I hate it for when we were younger because, if we would, if they would have told you, same like me, the other avenues to play ball, you probably would have just kept playing ball, because it was just yeah. NBA or nothing. Right? It, it was college NBA or nothing. Yeah, it wasn't the kids that can go to this and do that and this some semi pro thing and you can make money, you can make fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars. Like that wasn't there. So at what point did you say, you know what, I'm just gonna go be a barber? Man, when I was in Nebraska, when I was in Nebraska, uh, I was out there two and a half years. Uh, My first year, I played on Wayne State University basketball team, and my and uh, my into my second year, I messed up my MCL and my knee, man. And and I did that honestly. It was just by mistake, just by a simple little thing like doing some leg presses and having too much weight more than I thought I could use. And I went to a nice crunch and then it was like, I heard a pop in my knee, a little small pop. And I was like, man, what was that? But I was able to still play and function, but it just wasn't the same, you know? And I was just like, and I couldn't give it that full thrust like I was able to before. And that's when I knew I was like, man, this ain't, this ain't going to be for me. You know, so I made the decision then, you know, I, I got my paperwork from, from Wayne and then I got back to Columbia, man, because I knew that was it, man. I talked yeah. to the coaches and uh, I knew that was it. I just felt it in my spirit. Like, I, I you know, I stopped playing every day. I, I stopped, you know, I was rehabbing my knee, but I stopped playing, man. I just felt like, hey, this is it. I'm not going to take this no more, you know, take this further anymore. I'm going to. Just pursue my barbering, man. And that's what I did. I came back to Columbia and pursued my barbering. Yeah, man. So, you know, that's, I mean, we we met before you went to Nebraska. But when you came mm-hmm. back, that's when you became my barber <laughs> full time. Yeah. Yeah. So, the journey of being a barber, and for people who don't mm-hmm. know you, I think it was like a simultaneous scenario because you had another love, which was music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people, yeah. Talk yeah, about, yeah. you know, being torn between two loves. <sighs> Talk about that. Man, when I tell you, man, I put so much into music. I put my time, I put 15 years into music, man. You know, going strong. You know, I mean, just putting my all into that. And loving it like I love barbering. It's loving both the same, music and barber. It's loving both the same. But honestly, and I'm gonna keep it real, I love being a barber. I love, I love, I love what I do. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for how it turned out. I'm so grateful for the experiences. So grateful for what it did for me here. Don't don't, don't, don't take my don't take my thunder. I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> Man, I just. Man, I love music. I love music, bro. Yeah. And I still do. I still do. And it, it's a fire burning in me 
that I just can't let go. And I'm always writing. I'm always, you know, still being creative with music. And it was, it, I love it, man. It, it, it's torn between both, man. It's like having two. That's why I couldn't, that's why I couldn't have a steady relationship. Because <laughs> I was like in between two relationships already. Between the music and between, you know, being a ball, but trying to establish myself, man, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I wasn't over it. Nah, it's and and that's that hey look, that's something that people need to know too and understand too with that. But <laughs> but the point of not growing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, it's when you were okay, I'm doing a little, little bit of music. Yeah. Little bit, yeah. Ring, little bit of music, little bit of, and you look up so many years pass and you feel like you're in the same spot. Boy, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And that was the that was the most hurt feeling. Like knowing you put all those years. And I remember one time somebody told me, somebody said, and this was what doing my down moment when I when I was kind of like a little depressed, man. I was just like, and the music ain't doing what it is. And you know, I just feel like I'm getting burnt out, you know, working in the shop. And and I remember somebody said, Man, you gave it all you got, man, in the music. You gave it all you got, let it go. You gave it all you got. And I just didn't want to hear that, man. I just didn't want to hear that. I'm very stubborn. I'm a Taurus. So I just didn't want to hear that, man. I just was like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to keep going. But in reality, man, I had to put my bar ring first. I had to. But I didn't find out that until I moved to Atlanta. Yeah, but, yeah. So know. we we got it. We got it. Because because they were, that wasn't true. What yeah. Said, yeah. Uh, the gentleman said, whoever told you that, that wasn't true. You know It what wasn't mean? true. It, it wasn't, wasn't true. true that you did everything. Now let's get down going into that because I want to lean into the support because you talked about Jermaine O'Neal and you talked about mm. the hardships in, 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 in Columbia. Mm. And you realized that that was a part of what was holding you back musically. Yeah. Yeah, man. The hardship, just Columbia, just the way the mindset of the people, you know, being there and being a and she was, you was because you think, you thinking, hey, I grew up here. Everybody knows me from uh, adolescence to, you know, to an adult. Ain't no way they're not going to support me. Ain't no way they're not going to make me the biggest thing ever. But you got to understand, where you're from, people don't support. You know, you have a small percentage that do. The ones that you're really your good day ones. But in reality, man, you have to go somewhere else, build yourself up, then come back, and then they'll see. You know, because when you're trying to do it in their face, it's like you just like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But in reality, your mindset, you like, I'm above all of this. But and- hey, do you feel like do you feel like <laughs> people get into a space where they get comfortable seeing you in the space where you are and they don't ever want to see you go higher? That's true. Most definitely. That's fact. That's factual. You know, people don't want to see you get you know higher than them, just like you said. No one wants to see that. They want to see you kind of even kill along alongside them because it's like an ego thing. It's like a um, crabs in the barrel mentality, you know. So, so that's you know that's what I had to deal with throughout all my years with music and just cra- crabs. How, how can you people? How can you be a good Bob and give you a good musician? You can't do both good. See, people will put you in that box. They'll try to tell you that <laughs> you feel like that. 
But, but the thing but is, what I've seen in my life and being so close, I'm trying not to tell your story because I know what <laughs> <laughs> I've learned yeah. is that yeah. people get used to dealing with you in a certain space. And it's sometimes it's not even that they don't want to see you grow, but your growth does something bad to them. You know, like yeah. some people who they okay with Derek calling and borrow a hundred dollars once in a while. Yeah. And when it's, they don't never want Derek to be, I got to call Derek and ask for a hundred dollars. Yeah. And it shows in a situation where like they might get into a bind and you might be up and you might really want to help them, but they're not going to yeah. give you the opportunity to help them because it puts them in a different space in your relationship now that they're not the one helping. They got to be helped by you. And they've been comfortable for 10 years being the person that's being called on to help. It's like a parent yeah. saying, you know, I right, now I'm getting comfortable. I've been took care of my kids all their life. And now I got to call them every time I do something, you know what I'm saying, for money or to pay my bills. Like a real parent is like, nah, I'm good on that. I got my bills. I'm supposed to be helping you. So right. that dynamic changing. That's what I feel. Yeah, man, that, you know, man, the pressure of people, man. And, you know, like, with people, I'm going to say it's so funny, you know, like, when I start working at Tyler Perry, I mean, Lord, I don't want to go get that now far. Good. But, <laughs> but people, people, man, think you got a million dollars, boy. I'm serious. They think you just hit the jackpot, you got a million dollars. You know, not knowing that you really, really work hard. Like, yeah. you work hard to get that. You put yourself out there to get that. Yeah. And you just taking care of your family. Just want to live your life and do fun and great things and help people. But you don't take a million dollars to do that. But the perception of it does. But it's you usually know? more so they're counting your money as opposed to what they got. They're not counting. They're not right. everybody was a million or not. They like he got way more than me. Right. And right. so that that's that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like because I remember him when he didn't have anything. I'm I telling remember you. him when he was I'm worse than me. Like being in your own hometown, there's people who saw you at 10 years old, 12 years old. You probably had to be the family to borrow sugar from them all the time, borrow yeah. egg from them all the time. And yeah. they can see you past that family. They can't see you past that person who, you know, didn't start on the basketball team over them. But how, so, how, how the hell? They, I ain't get more girls than them. So how the hell is he better than me now? Like, like that's what you deal with in your hometown. You know, yeah, even man. Been thirty something years. We just said me and you've been around each other twenty five years, right? So right. Then thirty years ago, man, uh, so and so beat him up in a fight. That was thirty years ago. You probably kick his ass now. <laughs> that person probably right. smoked, <laughs> smoked out and all this other stuff. But you holding on to you know, and and you're not holding on to. You score four touchdowns. In one game, like Al Bundy, because <laughs> you that right. wins past high school, you know, past college. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got success. That's right. So we're gonna we're gonna just step back just a little bit. So in that process of you doing music and being a barber, you had your beautiful daughter. Yeah, yeah. And, no. and no. although she's the light of your life, and she should mm -hmm. be. Yeah. That came with hardships, not just being able to take care of her, but, you know, other parts. Talk about that. Oh, man. You know, having a child 
at a time where I was still finding myself because yeah, we we'll know one thing about a man. You know, it takes us a a minute to find out who we are and where we want to go and how much money we want to make and and everything because we have to know those things. You know, uh, who, what we want to be, how type of man we want to be. So I was still at that point where I was still finding myself with created a child, man. And when I tell you, I had to really take a step up and really just be the, uh, 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 the man that I needed to be. And I, and I wasn't there, you know, it took me time to get there. You know, it took me a process to get there. And, and I tell young men all the time, man, you know, uh, make sure you do the right things when you're, when you meet someone, because you never know what you're going to meet. You know, you never know that, that you can possibly have a child with someone and they can take you through heartache and heart, heartbreak, you know, yeah. um, and that can really take a man confidence to, you know, either down or, you know, in a crazy space or it can make you better. You know, um, I was so happy I had music during the time when I was raising my daughter when she was young because all the hardship I was going through with her mother and I, um, it really put a toll on it, a strong, a strong toll on me as far as, you know, my life, what I felt like I should do as a man. It, it, it took me to places where I didn't want to be. I was a little depressed. I was, you know, receiving a lot of flack, you know, trying to be a good father and trying to be there, but getting told I wasn't good, getting told I'm trash, getting told I'm not going to do this, getting told that. I'm not going to be this. You're not doing this. You're not, you know, when you constantly get have somebody to really eat at you and, and tell you, you know, this, it takes a toll on you as a man, yeah. confidence and, and who you are. And I dealt with that for a long time. I'm so grateful I had music so I can vent, you know, and talk about those things because, you know, I couldn't, you know, you know, some people would say, go get a psychiatrist, but that was my therapy, yeah. you know, yeah. music. Yeah. And, and just being able to talk to my brothers and certain people that I was close with about my issues, you know, um, she's a great mother to my child. Don't get me wrong, man. A great mother, great mother. But me and her relationship was tarnished. And then, um, you know, and, you know, and sometimes, man, it's not, you think it's you, you think you're doing something wrong because people are saying that you're not this, you're not that. But sometimes it's them. Mm. They go on issues. They have certain things that they're going through they, you know, uh, things that need to be worked on. They go speak or see someone, and you think it's you, but it's not you. It's them. Yeah. You just, you know, you have to be mindful, young men. Be mindful who you lay down with, and who you create a, a child with, or who you want to be with. I mean, creating children are blessings, but you know, you have to be careful because uh, uh, a, a lifetime, a nighttime of pleasure could, get, could give you a long time party. <laughs> That's old school. That's old school. Well, that's old school, man. And you know what? I heard that. I'm gonna tell you where I heard that from. I saw it yesterday. Delores said that. Yeah, yeah. They lied. They And that's what I was like, boy. I, and that what made me say it because what she said, true, boy. Hey, Amen. So one time, one time that 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 you been through, I got my own time. This is how close we are. But I, one time, one incident that you went through during that process that really like rocked your world. You know what I'm saying? Like give give give, give me give me one. I guess I got my own, but maybe it might be the Ooh, same. Man. Ooh. man, when I got that phone call, I'm I'm at 
you know, I'm down here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in the trenches, man. And I, I'm in the trenches. And and I'm just trying to make my way and just trying to find a way, just trying to be responsible, trying to be the man I can meet to be to get financially stable so I can help my kids and stuff, man. I got a phone call, man, from my good buddy, man. was like, yo, I'm at this pageant. And I am doing filming. I'm taking pictures for one uh, for one of my uh, people and business, you know, people that I'm doing business with for this pageant. And I see your daughter up there, man, and she is, you know, really in a bad place. And it makes me feel a certain way. I couldn't even take pictures no more. I couldn't even Bro, video. That was the worst more. job I've ever done. Worst job <laughs> know, I've ever man. done. I did not film or snap no more. <laughs> That night, I know, I know they I mad know. at me. I did not get a call back for the next one or the next one after that. Now you gotta say <laughs> I did the first three. That was the third one. I did the first three. I was the guy. Man, when yeah, that man. happened, was... literally yeah. stopped. And I know she probably talking about me. She was kicking my back in the whole time because she, you know, the work wasn't there. But I could not, in good conscience, continue to film and take photos, and nobody that was working with me, I'm like, nah, this is it. Because to see her Man. up, like, I know her. That's, no, hold up. Hold up. Then you start saying, I'm like, oh, hell no. You won't have this on film. Like, ain't no you way to that. get me. They probably, saw it on, they probably saw it on somebody's cell phone. But they dare say get it for me because I couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I was like, that broke my heart because I know. Yeah. And anybody who yeah. knew that if you came in, you saw this young lady with you all the time at yeah. the shop, at the restaurant, anywhere you're going, she yeah. was with you. Yeah. She had her own yeah. dolls doing hair. Yeah. Thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know how much you love your child. Like, yeah. But, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, but. But you know, the craziest thing about that is, man, I had talked to my daughter about what's on. The funny thing is, when she moved with me, I'll get to that. But the funny thing is, man, when I got that phone call uh, from you, I had also got a phone call from someone else that I know who was there too. Yeah. And they was like, yo, you need to, you need to, you know, talk to your daughter. You need to really, you know, call her, really talk to her. And I knew at a time when I left, to go to Atlanta, I knew it was going to cause some hardship. Yeah, I knew people was going to talk about me. I knew that my daughter would miss me, and I knew because when I initially told her I was leaving, we had a crime moment, me and her, and she was like 10, 11 at the time. She was 11, and we had a crime moment when I told her. You know, I knew it was going to hurt her. I knew it was going to take things to another level, man. And I knew people was going to talk about me. I was going to get bad mouth. I was going to be all the names you could name. I knew it, man. But I, I took that. I took that because I knew the outcome. I knew what I was, you know, willing, to, trying to do, working hard to put myself out there to do. And so I, when I, when I, when I heard about that, man, it hurt me. It, it really, really hurt me because I know who I am. I know what I'm about, and I know I wouldn't do any child of mine like that. But I understood it from. To my daughter, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I understood it. I yeah. understood how she felt. I understood, but I didn't like it. Cause I, I didn't, but I understood it. 
you know, yeah. I understood it. And when I finally had a chance to talk to her about it, and we talked about it, man, and I was like, Maria, you know, you know, I love you. You know, I've always been in your life. And and she agreed, and she was just like she was in a bad place. She was hurt. She was missing me. She yeah. needed me. And 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 I wasn't there at the time. So I understood the cry out for help. So fathers out there, please be a father to your children, communicate with them, talk to them, you know. And once we talked about it, once we once we discussed it, man, it was like a it was like a a, a fresh breath, you know, a breath fresh of air. You know what I'm saying? It was it was like, okay, I understand it. And and, and, and we both sides understand that we can you know, we can talk about it and we can, you know, love on each other and continue to continue to grow with each other. So it it was a time, it was a rough time for her and I. It was yeah. a rough time. Man. Oh, I'm you coming know? around the corner to that. I'm coming around but the corner. I took to the stab though. I took the stab. Yeah. I took the stab. You, you know definitely what I'm saying? did. I See, took it. So it's so funny. We talked about your music, right? And so I said that the brother, he 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 was wrong. Because before you left, you did find your lane and you started yeah. finding success in music. And so yeah. what what was the big thing? Cause once you once you at what point when you said, Hey, I, I'm getting out of here and going to the A because you got a couple of hits going on. You got music playing up and down the East yeah, Coast man. at this point. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, My stuff was on the radio, bro. Exactly. Like, real radio. So real terrestrial radio. So now, what 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 happened when you said what made you decide I'm leaving here and going to Atlanta? What 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 was going on? What happened at that time? Say, hey, it's it's time. It's really time. So I worked at MJ's for 15 years, and um, by me working there 15 years, I must have did music 15 years. <laughs> so, uh, um, I love. I love where I come from. I love my upbringing at MJ's. I love the things I was taught. And I'm telling you, it's a million dollars worth of game. It's a million dollars worth of game. I appreciate Maurice Jones for just being a role model as far as being a good barber, showing me techniques, showing me how to simulate, showing me how to have a finishing look. Him and Wallace McCann, I appreciate the both of them. Man, but like I said, you know, in life, you have to grow. And sometimes some people are not willing to see a vision, you know. And I, you know, my first ten years there, I, I was I was honing my craft, I was building, I was learning techniques, I was learning how to simulate. But them last five years there of me and being there fifteen, I just started to feel like I wanted to grow. I wanted to. I felt like it's, it was more out there for me to do within the business. You know, whether this, you know, steady of just being at MJ's or yeah. working in Columbia, it was just, I saw a vision of, I used to have dreams of something great, you know, working in a fabulous facility and working with fabulous people. And I used to see those dreams, man. And I just, you know, I was just like, it was time for a change. My brother had passed. Uh, my brother passed in 2014. And, um, man, I had to speak at his funeral and I spoke about change. I spoke about change at his funeral. I spoke about people are not perfect and, and you have to grow in life. You have to have change. And as I'm speaking about change, I'm like, I need a change. Wow. I need a new start. I need a, I need a, to, 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 to do something, man. And lo and behold, man, I got a phone call from a friend of mine, uh, Jacqueline Catherine, great friend of mine in Atlanta, Georgia. I've known her for probably about 18 years now. 
And um, she called me and was like, hey, Derek, you know, I know that you have uh, been traveling back and forth to Atlanta for some music and things like that. And I know you're a good barber. I'm getting ready to open up a salon right downtown, by, you know, right there by the colleges. And I need a barber. You'll be the only barber in there. And I know it'll be a hard transition of moving from South Carolina to doing that. But I believe in you. I know you can come down here and make it work. And after I spoke at my brother's funeral and I got that phone call, I said, that was the blessing from God. That's the sign. That's the dying. I'm finna make a move, man. Yeah. I'm finna make this thing happen, man. And it, it took me a little second, you know, from, I would say from November, December, all the way to February to get on down here. And get I remember that February, me. man. I remember that February. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That was a, that was a rough February, man. Uh, Boy, I'm telling you. You turned me into a barber for about a year. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Hey, I know. My son, my son was a year and some change. He yep. started getting his hair cut. And a bunch of boys was getting their hair cuts. And uh you can see we look at pictures of them now with their little buzz cuts, so they little skin tights. Cause I had about five boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad from my apartment, cutting their hair every two weeks. Yeah, cutting the skin because yeah. look, we look, we like we got to find a barber we like first. Yeah, take our sons to get get their hair cut, but in the meantime, they're just gonna be walking around with buzz cuts, <laughs> uh, and, and, and it's because you went, you left, man. and 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 it, it, it and it was tough. It was tight, man. You know the funny thing, it was tough, it, man. You talked it was tough, about Chris. In the spot, you know what I'm saying? That was the hangout. Yeah, man. And yeah, so man. That, yeah. That, that was, it was a tough thing, too. It was tough, and I had to do, like you said, bro, I was doing, I was MTM. I started MTM. I was in the school system, mentor speaking, performing, music. Got yeah. my song playing on the radio every day, high school holler. Like, I'm barbering, and people are like, boy, you crazy if you going to move. You is crazy. It's a million barbers in Atlanta on each corner. Why are you moving there? And I said, you're right. It is. It's a barber on every corner. But the one thing that they don't have is professionalism. That grind, a will to keep people coming back. And I, and that's what I knew I had. You know what I mean? That thing. That always was you, though, back. man. One thing I saw in you in music, right, is that Nobody had to question you, your work ethic. You know what I'm saying? Nobody had to question that about you with the music or with barbering either. But, you know, people was always trying to see, you know, if you were going to be a better lyricist or if you're going to be doing, like, I said, that man going to show up. That man ain't got no chance. Yeah. That man ain't got no, no problem with investing in himself. Yeah. We, we can yeah. make those adjustments. But the person yeah. who think that's super dope, First of all, he probably he'd be drunk high, ain't gonna show up, playing around, don't want to spend no money. You know what I'm saying? Don't want to invest in himself. Mm -hmm. That's why you were able to do what you were able to do with them songs. You don't. You just needed somebody to give you that nudge and say, "Nah, just yeah. go in this direction, go in that direction." But going into making that move, I never saw that coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it, it's it, it's it was an amazing situation. Um, to think about and to just, you know, as you know, personally, I would have loved for you to still be around. <laughs> but I, I understand because yeah. I had I'm already made those moves. So I'm like, hell yeah, get the hell out of here, go do what you need to do. But it wasn't all great when you first got there. 
Oh man, it so, wasn't man. It was whew. those hardships that you that you mm. that you had to go through just going to Atlanta. What that looked like? Man, that was something else, man. It was funny thing is, you know, you going to hey, they thought I was good when I moved down here. Man, I had to start all the way over my whole life. Like I, my credit was a four eighty. <laughs> I ain't had nothing. I had probably like a thousand dollars in a car full of stuff. I had a car. I had a '94 Oldsmobile, and it was you know I had to do some work to that almost every two months. It you know it, it was rough, man. I stayed in East Point, uh, in a boarding home. I stayed in a boarding home with three other guys. We all shared the bathroom, the kitchen, the living room, all that. And you know that was difficult. You know, come from having your own place to stand in a boarding home with three guys. This was a nice home, but you know you still got to share everything. And you know, just trying to find a way, man. It was a lot of Roman noodle nights, man. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of Roman noodle. I, I went back to college. It was a lot of Roman noodles with the sausages in there. It was a lot of peanut butter and jelly. It was a lot of just sleepless nights, just trying to figure out what the hell I'm gonna do, man. I'm moved. I don't got the hell out of South Carolina. I'm so uncomfortable, like, and that's that. That's that. That's what life is, man. Being uncomfortable makes you. Makes you hustle. It makes you yeah. pushes you. It grows. It, 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 it grows, man. Grows, man. So yeah, it was. It was. It was rough, man. Your license gets suspended because I'm, I can't pay child support. So my license gets suspended, and I'm I'm, I'm going to jail. All types of stuff, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just a. It was like, oh my god, what have I done? I got so I got so worried. I got so much in the worrying pattern. I, I caught ulcers, you know, got sick, you know, on the, at the hospital on my deathbed, man. You know, worrying mm -hmm. about how I'm going to do this, do that. But man, I tell you, people don't even see that. They don't even understand. Like, this is why you're here. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, this is why we're here to talk about because this is what that star looked like. This is what that stand tall and reclaim victory every day. And mm -hmm. it was times that I know because you talked to me that you sleeping in the shop. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Lay my head down. In the shop, man, man, I appreciate the owner for just my girl Jackie, man. I appreciate her, man. She she saw my struggle. She knew I was struggling. And she at least I had a place to lay my head. And boy, when I tell you, man, that was everything. That was everything. And plenty of times I want to call home and ask somebody for twenty fifty dollars, man. Plenty of times. But I, I just stuck it out and I said, I'm a, I'm gonna do something. It's yeah. it's, it's gonna work, man. So. How did that feel when when them, when them customers started rolling in and started getting a a little bit of consistency going on down there? Yeah, man. Um, it took a minute, man. I did a lot of free work, a lot of free work, and a lot of half price work, a lot of penny work, just to get people in my chair, man. Just to get them in my chair one time, and that's what happened. I walked miles every day, pass our cards. Hey, I do you for free. I do you for ten, fifteen dollars. You know, just to get you on my chair, and that's how I did it, man. I I walked. I I got my butt. I got my ass up and 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 moved, man. Because you can pray all day. And let me tell you this again: you can pray all day. God will always be there for you. But if you ain't moving as you're praying, faith without work is dead, brothers yeah. and sisters. It's dead. And and I will. Ha I had to move. I couldn't just pray. I had to get up and make a move, man. You know what I'm saying? And I did that. Uh, another thing that I think that um is a, um a part of your success 
as well as you not having much, but still being willing to give back. Yeah. And oh, so, man. Ooh, that's strong. That's strong so, right there, bro. Mm. I, I remember, you know, you've been there. You went in 14. So by 15, you're already in the community of Atlanta with MTM. And and giving back and mentoring kids and and um creating a situation with the college. So, you know, that's what I think people miss in that situation. Like, why you just because you everybody waiting to get the million dollars to start giving back, but you were working where you were. Like, look, I, I got this knowledge right now. I got no money to get no babies right now, but I got some knowledge and I'm willing. And I'm so you started doing that. And even my speaking career was birthed out of that. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a blessing. In 2016, so, um, mm -hmm. you know, what was that like, again, juggling? Like, because MTM kept you into the music space and, and also serving. But did you see a correlation of were you giving back and you doing stuff in the community and then your blessings started coming you know, we, the more you started giving back? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy because cause I wasn't doing it to get something back. It was like, it was when I was working in the shop, and, you know, and I was, you know, going through my turmoil, you know, uh, still growing and still trying to develop uh, in Atlanta. Um, you know, I would have college students come up there and get haircuts by me. And and I had a couple, you know, representatives from, uh, from Clark, Atlanta, from Morehouse, you know, come get haircuts. Hey, man, you know, we uh we uh we got connections with these programs with the you know um you know nonprofits you know five hundred one c three programs we got and I'm like okay well I already have a you know program and this is what I've done in Columbia South Carolina just showed them my resume and they was like wow you know we, you know you should do this at Georgia State they have a a, a mentoring program for young kids that they have you know from the urban communities here in Atlanta Georgia you know Carver Drew you know all the schools like that you know. And I was like, you know, I was like, okay, let me uh, introduce them to me. And once I got introduced to them and they see my resume and I told them what I did and I told them what I'm about and what is MTM and what it's about, man, they gave me an opportunity, man, just like that, man. And when I tell you I was broke as I don't know what, and I'm like, what am I going to do for these kids? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> so, but I said, you know what? The knowledge, man, speak to yeah. them. Give them knowledge. Give them some things that that, that can carry on, you know, at the high school, you know, yeah. give them some things that they can think about later on when they get an adult. Like, okay, I, remember, I, remember, I remember this. I remember somebody told me this. So yeah. I was like, I'm just going to do it, man. I'm just, I'm just going to do it, you know, just just because, man, just, just to give back to the community. So I started doing it, man. Wasn't getting paid. Wasn't doing nothing, you know, creating a curriculum and sticking by the curriculum, you know, going – you know, developing, you know, all type of ways to, 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 to communicate with these kids. And uh did that Georgia State University, man. It was something yeah. else. The early the early childhood program. I did MTM out there two right. years, man. That's, Come on, baby. You know, that that that's one of the things that people miss is like when you're trying to get in ingratiate into a new community, you gotta go with your you know, it's cool to have your hand out, but you gotta have something in it to give. Mm -hmm. To the community, yeah. that's the way they can. Nobody can debate you when you coming into a community bringing value and adding value. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody yeah, don't yeah. like that. People don't like you taking from their community. People like you mm -hmm. coming in and adding to the community. You know what I mean? And you did that. Yeah. So yeah. you you still 
going back and forth with your two loves. <laughs> yeah. You 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 shot videos. You put out new songs in Atlanta, but you <sighs> so you starting to catch up with the barbering. What happened? Now we getting to the part that you know everybody want to know about. <laughs> what mm. what part will you say? You know what? I'm gonna have to make a choice. Mm. And you know, I'm gonna have to make a choice out of y'all too right now. Somebody gonna have to get put on the back. Mm. What what happened? What, what what was that that moment like? Well, it's funny, man. Um, it's funny because I was juggling between two women that I love with music and. And barbering, man, and I had to make a decision so I can get committed, so I can better my life. Because, you know, I just like, in hindsight, if you got two women in your life and you run running around circles with them, you're not going to be focused as a man. You're not going to be, you're going to be all over the place. You, you know, you, you're not going to have a solid foundation. So, yeah. I, so um, a friend of mine, and I appreciate them so much, and um, uh, a young lady I dated, years ago um a good friend of mine she's a bad colorist and hairstylist uh, out of virginia uh she teaches she educates on hair color techniques she's a colorist she's an awesome person um a good friend of mine she uh, came and visit me man and, and uh we were sitting down and having a good time with this conversation and she said Derek, she said Man, you down here in Atlanta, you just got here not too long ago, and you fighting for this music, and you are talented, because she's heard my music plenty of times. You're so talented. I love your music. I think you're a talented artist, but Derek, what's bringing in the income? What's what's providing for your for how you need to live and how your kids? And what's doing that? What would do that? What would take you to another level financially? What would do that? You have to be a little more creative. You have to start doing some different things within your career to grow. And man, she told me that to my face. Mm. And when I tell you, that was like somebody throwing a brick in my face, man. I felt that. I felt that 100%. And it, it took that long for me to hear that. It took that long for me to receive it. Because normally I'm like, you know what he's talking about. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But I received it, man. I received it. People can give you advice all day. But if you want to receive it, that would be a yeah. ticket. You know, yeah. and I received it. I received it. And I was like, I need to put one of these down, man. I got to put something down and get focused. And and, 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 and I said, I'm going to put the pen down. Yeah. I'm going to put it down. And I'm going to get focused, learn some new techniques on hair. Learn how to manipulate hair. Learn how to do this. Learn how to color. Learn how to be a better hairstylist. And when I did that, when I tell you, when I made the decision, God bless my friend. I appreciate them for telling me that. Um, to this day, I appreciate them about that because that helped me see a new direction. And I'm forever grateful uh, for them for that. And uh, even though we don't talk no more, we, I don't see them anymore, I just appreciate that. And that right there will always, uh, I will always be able to have respect for them because of that. But yeah. Man, it's it's crazy, you know, because everybody's dealing with that. You know, and I put it in my third book. You see behind me, Morning Motivation, I put that you don't need another thing. That's a tight, that's the title of one of my chapters because what we get caught up in the newness of things. And so 
once we get to that point where of resistance, we start something else new because it's, you know, mm -hmm. more people are celebrating the new thing with you. You're celebrating mm -hmm. the new thing. But that point of resistance that you got to break through so that business can grow or that idea can grow. Yeah. You don't never want to do yeah. that. So we'll start something. Yeah. Before you know it, you sitting yeah. here with 15 things and ain't none of them making you rich. And you got somebody who's doing one thing and, and they filthy rich because they, yeah. would, they went and broke through those barriers. They kept going. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, having it, because again, the thing that hold you hold on to is the fact that you your music, you finally got it to a point where, you know, it's successful. <laughs> right, that's you know what I'm saying. You get right. for shows, you you performing, and I'm in Atlanta. Like I'm in the yeah. place right now. You know what I'm saying? I didn't yeah. still well. in South Carolina. I'm in Atlanta, and um, yeah. so it's a hard pill to swallow. But like you said, once you made the decision to you know go deeper with one thing, a whole lot more opened up for you. And something that you didn't, and this is the God portion of it, is usually something that you can't even see. Yeah, man. And I'm so, telling you. And so you've you been a master barber, but you didn't know, I didn't know, and I don't know nobody thought that you was going to be master barber working for the movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> like, get out of here, man. <laughs> I told Woo! people about that, about you with that, and they was like, oh, you can do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? For yeah, real? Man. Yeah, that's the thing. So, when you when you got that that news that that's something you can do, you know what what went through your mind at that point? Man, it was it was crazy because, uh, you know, I started listening to the radio and watching social media, and they had these little classes, you know, how to transform your life from working behind a chair to on set and film, and then you had to pay for these classes, like one hundred and fifty. Some 100, some 200. It just depends on, I guess, the representative or the people who are doing it. Yeah. And uh, I would go. I would sacrifice, you know, my light bill, my, you know, my, you know, insurance or my rent. And, and to, <laughs> I would be the people just to go to them classes, man, and to network with the people. And, and I would go. And after every class, I would stay. And I would talk. And I would show them my work. And. And I would just be, you know, be friendly and just show my personality and things like that. And, um, man, I, I did that continuously, sacrifice bills to go to these classes. And then um, after one of the classes, man, after the last class I went to, man, um, the representatives, you know, there was just like from Atlanta, from L.A. And it was like, yo, where's some, where's a good place to eat? So, I, you know, I suggested a place and it was like, let's go. Let's go check it out. And, I took them there and they had an awesome time. They they just up there having a good time and drinking and having a couple of drinks. And they started talking about the money they make, the people they work with, and the places they travel, the things. I was like, wow, y'all do all that in the film industry? Like, y'all get this, y'all do that, and y'all work with me. So it was like, wow. It's like, yeah, that's what that sounds like the ticket. It sounds like the ticket. I was like, so I'm just enjoying their conversation and just being, being a fly on the wall, you know. And then uh, at the end of the night, you know, uh, I was getting ready to leave. So I went to use the restroom and I thought about paying that bill. And I, I went back to the, you know, went back to the, uh, the, the waitress and I asked her, how much that bill is? You know, it was uh, me and, and three other three other people. And um, it's just, she told me, she was like, if I can remember the exact number of Max, I, I used to always get it right. But I think it's 329 42 
something like that. <laughs> Three hundred and twenty-nine dollars and forty-two cents. And I should I thought I took a picture because I wanted to have that in my archives, but I, I I went back to the bathroom and I and I kind of I washed my hands and I this was contemplating because all I had is probably like four hundred dollars on the card. Like I ain't really had much at all, you know what I mean? And I knew I had some bills coming up. I knew I had some situations coming up. But I was like, you know what? Bump it, man. I'm going to pay for this doggone meal, and that's just what it is. So I went out and paid for the dinner, and I went, walked up to the table, and I said, yo, you know, get ready to leave. Get ready to, you know, go for the night. I appreciate everything. I appreciate all the love, the classes, the, you know, the, 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 the mentorship, the talk, you know, all that. So it's like, okay, we had a good time. We love this place, man. The food's good, and it was a good time. So I went home, man, and about 30 minutes later, man, they called me. One of the representatives called me because they, you know, they, they got your number because you sign in at the class. They got your number, email, all that. So they called me. It was like, hey, Derek, man, we, you know, we get ready to go. and We need to go get the bill. The bill paid for. You pay for that? I was like, yeah, I did. You know, they got money, man. You know, they don't need yeah. me to pay for nothing. Exactly. You know, I'm the broker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, so I paid for it. I was like, man, we really appreciate that, man. You can come to all our classes. You know, you, you just an awesome dude, man. Like, Took us out, had a good time. When we get our next opportunity, we're gonna call you. And I was like, okay, I appreciate that. And then, you know, we hung up. And then four months later, they called me when they got their next opportunity. Wow. And that, was the, and that was the that was the banker. And that's a story uh, I didn't even, I never heard. That, so that was super that, exclusive. I've never heard that story. So that was super. Yeah, exclusive. man. I don't tell it much, man. Nah, I really nah. don't. Thanks for the star uh, talking yeah. exclusive. <laughs> Start talking exclusive, man. I paid my dues. I paid that bill when I didn't have no money. And they called me four That's months later. That's called investment, man. That's right. That's investing. And I worked with Samuel Jackson, Neil Long, and Anthony Mackey on my first set move. Yo. Can't believe that. <laughs> that was that was right. That was before the pan right before the pandemic. Yeah, right before the pandemic. That was 2018. So <laughs> Ever since then, this brother has been knocking it out the park, you know, <laughs> doing his thing. But this year, this past year, 2022, that man is on the uh, on um what's the Wakanda, Wakanda <laughs> forever. Yeah, so, yeah, man, what was that like? <laughs> Finally, you know, like hitting to this part right here. Like, I mean, you've done some big things. You've been, I can run down the rest of it, you know, Tyler Perry Studios full time, working on everything that BET got during the pandemic. I just remember us having those conversations. Like, hey, like, y'all still working? Yeah, we only want working. Okay. I know what Tyler in Perry the doing because of you. I'm like, I said, Tyler Perry ain't stopping, bro, going to work every day. <laughs> like, hey, you like, yeah, listen, we got a test. They got to stand in the dome, and then we gonna go yeah. ahead and we gonna go work. I'm like, oh, okay. That's right. So that's been that's amazing, right. but I just know about this one right here. This Wakanda, you was talking about, man. I might get that, man. I might get on that, man. I, then you got you you got on it when you got that call and said you gonna be working <laughs> on it. How you feel about that, man? Me, oh, you just don't understand. Shouts out to my brother, Victor Paz, one of the best master barbers in the film industry. Shouts out to that brother. I love him dearly. He uh, saw my talent. I worked with him at Tyler Perry in the bubble during 2020. 
Uh, he's a professional. He's a man of his craft, his wig making and wig placement. And he saw me. He saw my talent. He saw I was hungry. He saw I wanted to learn how to do wigs. I wanted to be the best. He pulled me to the side. He said, boy, I'm going to give you some game. He was like, I like you. He was like, you good people. I'm going to give you some wig games. I'm going to take your skill set in the film industry to another level. And he did that. We was in Tyler Perry uh, during the bubble, during 2020. And when Wakanda came back around, he called me. He <laughs> said, boy, are you ready? He said, I need you. I need you, I need you, and I need you. And God bless Camille Friend, Marvel Stokes, Amber, Jason Simmons, and Victor Paz for having me a part of that team. Oscar-nominated Master Barber. <laughs> Can you believe it? Hey, I did a whole video on that um, because it's like this. When your brother, you got to want for your brother the same thing you want for yourself, right? So I never imagined anything about an Oscar, but it's winning. And so when <laughs> I found out that my bro was nominated, not just for the Oscar, but for multiple, right? But the Oscar yeah. was one of them. But I nominated for awards, but an Oscar. Like, who from the hood is nominated <laughs> for an Oscar? You know what I'm saying? I know, man. We got to stop acting like, we was taught in the hood to act like stuff ain't, oh, man, you ain't got it. Don't be starstruck. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> big deal. And I was running around like as if I was nominated for Oscar. <laughs> the whole damn Oscars. <laughs> Just Man. What was going to happen? I'm like, look, I have my whole family lined up. Like, we got to see. Cause, and I, I say, look, you come out to L.A., I'm pulling up. <laughs> because you would not celebrate L.A. without me. <laughs> Bro, man, what, what has that done for your career, man? To be able to say Oscar nominated, um, you got so short this time, but but still, be Oscar nominated. What has that done for your career since then? I'm getting very emotional right now, bro. Because you gotta understand, bro. You understand, but the world don't. When I tell you, man, that feel, that feeling, man, just. Coming from where I come from, man, coming from the projects, coming from poverty, mothers, single parents, six kids, don't know how we're going to eat, lights, food, to being an Oscar-nominated master barber, man. When I tell you, it's no words to explain that. It's still surreal to me. When I see my name, when I Google my name, oh my God, I Googled my name for the first time <laughs> and that came up, man. You hear me? Yeah. And I, I, I'm so humbled, man. I'm so real. I try to, I try to keep myself on a level here and don't get too high, don't get too low. But when I think about that, man, I just get so emotional because I'm so proud. Yeah. I am so proud to be. I work with Angela Bassett, man. Yeah. Man, I, man, not only Mr. Perry, that's not even enough. Like, man, just I'm part of that creation. Yeah. Like, it's history, bro. That would never, ever go nowhere. My son and my daughter see my name up there on the credits. When I tell you, man, that's big time. That's big time. And they, they don't really know what it takes to get there because remember when you breaking it Man. down to me how you have to 
understand period pieces and and you know you might be cutting hair for a situation that was set in the 30s or set in in another time and you got to know how to make sure that you know except with the wigs and the and the hair housing everything that it gotta be respected it has to be respected um from a craft perspective um i don't mean to make you more emotional but 2022 was another situation because now your daughter graduates high school and all of the the hardships all of the turmoil mm. and now you in a different space mm. and the veil is lifted now you you get a chance to actually show her what you was doing and why you decided to step away from her for a little while that graduation, when you when you when you showed up to that graduation, what what was that like? Man, listen, she graduated in twenty one, and man, when I tell you, man, and I worked so hard, and I was fighting when I was working in twenty twenty and nineteen eighteen, I was fighting because I was like, my daughter graduated twenty one, I need to have a car for her, I need to have, I need to show her what I've been working for, I need to help her be ahead in life. You know, I need to be ready. And, you know, God answered the bell. He answered the bell, man. I, man, I went and bought my daughter a car cash, man. Ain't no payments, no nothing. Mm. I went and got that thing, man. And and, and I took my mother with me. And <laughs> the funniest thing, my mother came and spent the weekend with me because I bought the car on a Monday. My graduation was on a Tuesday. My mother came that Friday before yeah. spent the weekend with me because she had to drive it back to South Carolina for me so I could surprise her that Tuesday for graduation but man I just never forget that was, first of all the weekend was wonderful I took my mother out to a Ruth Chris restaurant I, t- I took her shopping a little bit I, I let her just I cooked for her on the grill I, I let her sleep in a nice room in my home and I just fed her I just we talked we stayed up and just and, she was just so proud of me of my home and what I've done and, and 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 that was enough. And then to go take her with me to go buy a car and to for her to see me pull that cash out and pay for that, that yeah. she was old boy. She could well, she could have broke her cheeks smiling so hard, man. <laughs> I tell you, bro, it was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And for her to drive it, for her to drive it to Columbia. Like, so she following me, right? I'm in my truck. She following me. I'm looking in the rearview mirror, smiling. Like, look at my mom driving the door. Yeah. I just bought for graduation. Can you believe it? Yeah. All the hardship, all the, and, and my daughter see it. When I tell you she seen it, she was like, Dad, I see why you move. I see why you did all the things you did. I see why. Because the proof is in pudding, baby. When you show up and show up, I let people know, man. I let them know. Yeah. And so, and I, I think I, I had got it in um I inverses. So the graduation, but then you she moved with you. Yeah, yeah, man. She moved she, with you. And so yeah. when you brought her to see that house, and uh, you know, she already had her own room. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I remember her at your one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, many years yeah. ago. And then now she's seeing you in this beautiful home. Yeah. That you have. What was that like to yeah. be able to, you know, <laughs> put that? Uh, another emotional moment. 
another emotional moment. Like I used to rap about that in my rhymes, you know, having a room for my daughter with flat screens on the wall, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And I did it, man. Oh, and uh, for her to come down and have a comfortable room to sleep in, you know, if I have a comfortable home car where she can go to school every day and go to work and man, I tell you, man, that's that's a proud dad moment right there, man. Yeah. You know, that's a proud dad moment because when she gets older, she's 20 now. She gets in her mid-20s, going to her or late 20s. Things, certain things going to start clicking, you know. Yeah. It's going to start clicking. It's going to be like, wow, look at my journey. Look at my life. Look how my mother, my dad being in my life. Look what my dad did. Look how I, this is how I got further. This is how I got somewhere. This is how I did. This is how that. Because all these things have happened, you know what I mean? To prepare me and to propel me yeah. to be great, you know. And man. and I tell you, man, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Your, your story so, is amazing, man. And um, we can we gonna look. I, I we we would be on here for four <laughs> hours if we went through the whole. Thing. We gotta make a movie know, your story. But what I want to end with though is your partner, mm -hmm. because. What people don't know is that can't happen without you having not, you know, this this partner that you riding with in life right now, this beautiful young lady that you're rolling with. Yeah. Because I read a book in 2018 and it said that the person that you decide to be with, if y'all can't get on the same page, no matter what you do, is gonna always fail. And so we 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 are strong as men. But we ain't that damn strong that we don't need somebody. <laughs> That's right now. That's right. Come on. So yeah, that does even later, baby. <laughs> so, so when you when this relationship, which was just a friendship, yeah, yeah, you know, like at what point did it kick in the high gear when 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 you were going through this hell and you realized you wasn't alone? You had somebody who was gonna ride with you through everything. Whew, man, I didn't know, man. Like when I moved down to Atlanta and started working in the salon. I worked in. She worked there with me and it, amongst other females as well, you know, and we all was just, you know, friends. We all was, uh, some of us was new to Atlanta. Some of us was, uh, some of us was new. Some of them was new back into the hair industry. So everybody was just trying to get themselves going, man, and, 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 and just getting to know one another and feed off one another and just trying to get clients, man. And, and I, when I seen her, man, um, uh, I know she was an awesome woman. She was a beautiful woman. And she was an awesome woman with her with her personality, with the way she did things, the way she was so cool and a great stylist. And I would just, you know, we just formed a friendship that was just everlasting, man. We would go to games together, Hawks games. We'd go to events, you know. They, you know, and she's from Atlanta. And all my coworkers were from Atlanta. So, you know, they would take me out at different spots. and just show me a good time, man. And, just built a friendship. I found out she can sing and I rap. And it was just like a, it's like, cool, man, you see, I rap. You know, it's just like, wow, she's a cool person. And we just was friends, man, for for many of years, man. And then uh, I went off and dated someone after a couple of years of me being in Atlanta. I dated someone for a short spell. And she witnessed that. She witnessed me, you know, going through a relationship and trying to, make this work and that work and that didn't and then at the end of the day it didn't work so but she we was always friends and always you know 
you know, good buddies. And, you know, I would tell her, hey, man, you know, some things just ain't meant to be. And, you know, we would talk about our relationships and past time. And she seen me go through things. She seen me go to jail. She seen me not have anything. She seen me live in a bum apartment with rats and roaches in it. I remember get one time, uh, she was at my apartment and we was just friends at the time. And um we was just friends and and she was at my apartment and, I, and uh, we had worked out and stuff like that. All of us had went worked out and we had, you know, she dropped me off at my apartment. And then she came and to the restroom and chill and talk for a minute. And I at the time I had a rat in my apartment, like a big old rat, like a New York rat, but it was mm. just Mm. And I didn't know where it was coming in from, but I was trying to figure out where it was coming in from, but it would come in here and there. And just that particular night, that day, she, it came in, man. And she seen it. And, man, she seen that big old thing. And she didn't even jump. She didn't even move. She didn't scream. She I'm was old. <laughs> and, bro, and I told her, I said, and I was honest. I was like, I got a little rat running around somewhere, but I, I can't find a hole in it. And she seen it that, that day. And she was like, oh, yeah, I see it right there. It's right over there. And didn't even move. And didn't even do nothing. Just stayed there and watched me get that rat. <laughs> hey, that's it right there. That's it. You know what, most people? You got to be the one who goes, hey, look, she ain't she ain't budge. Let me tell you something. Man. They always say, oh, you can see a woman's loyalty when, you know, they when they got the upper hand. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, man. Like she, you know, she, she could have easily said, "Nah, I'm out of here. Yeah, it, I'm out of here. I ain't never come back and here." Man, and she didn't. So she, she, hey, she, she made, she let you know that it was, it was that. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I like to her. I wanted to highlight her in your story, man, because I appreciate I that, man. For a fact that I, I, I see a better you with her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I see that purple, that 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 compliment, that perfect compliment to you. You know what I mean? And I know that because I mean I've come down to Atlanta and we've done the double date thing, you know, and I knew she was around as a friend at that time. So I'm like, she saw that. She was around when that was going on. And she's the hell yeah, you know, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that that's the one, man. And so, and I, I saw a light bulb then, but I was still in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was still in the trenches, but I saw the light bulb, but I was still in the trenches. And as as I grew and as we grew as friends and as she grew and I grew, I just, you know, a different love became of that, a different respect and a different love that led to our relationship. Like I said, it didn't happen all at once. It was a development. What what it really is, is that we played with this as we were kids. You know, and we got to stop and we can, you know, any kids, any youngsters listening to this, you understand, like, stop playing with the word friendship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, oh, I friend zoned him or her. And it's like, you're putting off the person who might be the person that you need to be loving on. Yeah. Yeah, you know man, that's you? right. And then you have real friendships because it ain't. Like we live in a world, we you think it was happening fast when we was growing up, and now these kids are like, I met this person twenty minutes ago, and they having sex with, me. they in the mix, they doing, and I'm, I'm telling, you. and it's like you you're never going to actually know that person, and when it's time for them to actually know that person, there's like no, they're from friend zoning them, they're not thinking about them because they only want the person who they ready to jump on today, and this is men and yes. women, not. Just um men, it's men and women that on it like that right now. But it's somebody who's taking your phone calls in the middle of the night, 
that you're crying on their shoulder. They're there for you. They they sending you some money. That's when right. you, they're just not, oh, this is my friend. They might not be that's that. Right. Everybody that's, like, you wasn't up then, but you up now. So it's like, you could have, she could have mm-hmm. looked at you where you was at then, but that didn't matter. And then now you able to come up and, and she's still around. So it's a beautiful situation. And um, yeah, I'm for you for her because you that puts you in a situation to be a better brother to me. So you know, salute to yes. her um, for being in your corner, man, and being your your your, your ride or die. Yep. You know, um, yeah, the starve the 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 acronym. We got to close out with the acronym, man. Stand tall and reclaim victory every day. So with all the stuff you've been through, now looking back, what does that mean to you? Stand tall and reclaim victory every day. <laughs> That means, man, never give up. Keep your head up. Always know that you have God by your side. Keep striving, keep persevering, and keep shooting, baby. That's what that means. Yo, man, listen. I told y'all this was going to be exclusive. Me and my brother can do this for hours, but <laughs> we all got <laughs> to do. But, man, look, yeah. bro, thank you so much for, you know, yeah. definitely jumping on again. Um. Yeah, you know, you know what? Go follow him on social media. Yeah. It's Master Barber JOD now, right? On social well, media. You can follow, well, you just follow me on uh, my IG page, which is J O D the Artist. That's mm. J O D T H E A R T I S T, Artist. You know, that's where you follow me at Facebook, Derek J O D Washington, Twitter, J O D Music, all that. Follow me, baby. It's love. Y'all know, we, y'all know where we at right here. Go to IWon'tStarve.com. Go click on the Starve Talk link. You'll see all of these podcasts there. Go to the YouTube page at Starve Talk. Go ahead and subscribe. Click the notification bell. Um, Go subscribe to on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere where podcasts are being streamed. We are there. And you can stay connected with your boy, I am Jay Halim, on all social media platforms. Listen, this has been another dope session. Make sure you pay attention. And look, I hope you guys learn. You might have another career. My people who cutting hair, doing what, hey, you can do it for the movies, but you're going to have to do some work. It ain't just going to be the regular run-of-the-mill run situation. Every week is going to be something different. You never know. That's right. And you have to stay sharp, but you can actually do it if you're willing to put the work in, get the right people around you, network, invest. You know what I mean? It was all of those jewels was dropped in here, so you should have got something here on Starve Talk. But as we always say, stand tall and reclaim victory every day. It is a fight every day. That's why it is, you know, you have to get up and reclaim that victory every day. Just because you won yesterday don't mean you're going to win today. And you get up, right. some hands up, you're ready to go one more time and bring there that thing go. back home. Yeah. Love you all for t- for t- tapping in, bro. Love you. I know you got to get to it. Too, go ahead man. and have a great day, bro. Be safe. Give my love to the family. Talk to you soon. Will do. Peace. All right.